I'm joined by Cheryl Ann Montano, who uh, is a recent graduate from the University of Toronto and recently um, traveled to the Philippines um, for a, uh, a voyage a trip that looked at the situation of health uh, in relation to poverty in the country uh, and recently gave a, a lecture here in Montreal at the University of, of Montreal um, in collaboration with the Centre for Philippine Concerns. Um, currently, uh, Cheryl Ann is studying nursing uh, at the University of Montreal um, and uh, provided a unique perspective concerning the challenges for um, public health infrastructure in the Philippines. Um, I had the chance to see your presentation, which, which really, uh, it felt um, like it, it was like a general overview about an issue related to poverty and injustice in the Philippines, which we don't hear about a lot in the news. Could you maybe share some of the main issues, some of the main points that you were trying to communicate from, from your talk that you recently gave at University of Montreal? Like I um, said in my presentation mm -hmm. at University of Montreal, the state of the healthcare system in the Philippines mm -hmm. is really abysmal. There's a massive migration of highly skilled uh, professionals, such as doctors and nurses, due to the poor working conditions mm -hmm. in the country and the minimal compensation. There's also the, the trend of privatization happening. Yeah. The privatization in the Philippines is worsening the health of um, Filipinos. Um, you spent time um, not just in Manila, in the capital of the Philippines, but you visited uh, uh, region Negros Island uh, area. Um, and you got the chance to see what the health infrastructure looks like outside of the capital. Um, could you maybe um, share with us some of your experiences, some of the, some of the realities that you saw, and 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 sort of how that relates to the urgency of some of the issues you are bringing up? Because from what you presented, it sounded like a very urgent and dire uh, issue. Um, uh, in, in the Philippines today? Yeah, when I first arrived in the Philippines, in Manila and yeah. on Negros Island, mm -hmm. I was really struck on how different the healthcare situation there. I mean, here we complain about the long wait yeah, times, sure. um, but there it's probably it's 10 times much, much worse uh -huh. than here. People often have to sacrifice a month's worth of um, income just to be able to go to a hospital, not including the cost of the medicines. Mm -hmm. So when I first entered a hospital in Manila, yeah. I saw beds that were occupied by two or more patients because mm -hmm. they didn't have enough equipment, medical personnel yeah. to for everyone. Sure. And and you, you mentioned also in your in your presentation the lack of public health care access and also privatization. So yes. how, how does that relate to the situation? So seven out of ten Filipinos 
never seek medical care during their lifetime. Wow. That's because the medical, uh, the medicines themselves are expensive, mm -hmm. but also because they just can't afford to take days off from work. Mm -hmm. And hospita hospitalization often means a death sentence for a family, especially if it's the father who is the breadwinner who is hospitalized because they have to struggle to pay the medical bills. They have to sell their lands, borrow huge amounts of money just to be able to cover their medical bills. And so in a, in a sense, it's, I'm wondering if you could talk about how these realities you, you, you described are related to policy. Like, you know, it's, it's not just random, you know, like from, on a governmental level. So um, what, what decisions has the government made that have, have led to this situation in terms of like their lack of investments into uh, healthcare? So... Duterte, President Duterte promised to focus on healthcare before the elections. But after he was elected, the doctors and nurses told me that the healthcare situation worsened mm -hmm. after he was elected because he cut the budget on healthcare. Wow. And he focused on other. Um, Including military. Yes, he, you can see in the news he increased the salaries of soldiers, and he also he is recruiting more uh, soldiers in the military. Wow, um, but it, it sounds like from what you described in, in Negros Island and other regions, the the need uh, in terms of most people, uh, one of the major needs is healthcare. Yes. There's the clinics in the villages that I've visited are were often ill-equipped. They lack the basic medicines, medicines for cold, for simple cold, or medical equipment like um, blood pressure monitor, glucometers. They didn't even have those equipment. Um, and, and so I'm wondering, like, were, were you traveling there with, like, uh, activist health workers? Or did you visit, like, were you part of, did you I see was, any, yeah? I was with um, an organization that provided an alternative health care. Oh, wow. Um, yes, to uh, remote and marginalized communities. Mm -hmm. So... What they do is they train local community members to provide basic medical care, such as taking vital signs and administering uh, base, basic um, medical procedures, like, uh, like uh, dressing wounds and all those simple medical wow. procedures. So they don't have to travel far to be able to get treated. Wow, okay. Um, and so I guess uh, extending from that, could you talk about 
why uh, it was important for you um, to go there from Montreal as a as a student in Montreal to to go on this trip, uh, and in terms of like how it felt for you, like how how was the experience, um, like sort of working with these activist medical workers and and seeing the situation. How how was it? I decided to go on this exposure trip because, I mean, you hear how bad it is in the news. Yeah. That, but I really wanted to see it yeah. in person. I was really inspired by the courage of all the community health workers mm-hmm. over there, how devoted, how passionate they were in their work. Families are often deterred of going to hospitals or going to a doctor due to high travel costs and long wait times, which can take from several days to even weeks. They're also deterred to seeing a doctor because of the expensive prescription drugs that are prescribed by a doctor. Um, and there's other issues that you addressed in and your presentation. The public health infrastructures mm-hmm. are mostly concentrated mm-hmm. in urban areas, mm-hmm. so there's a huge gap in health between the rural and urban residents, mm-hmm. and there's also a huge gap in health between the rich and the poor. Only the rich can afford the most modern health technologies, whereas the poor vast majority have little hope of availing to availing of um, state-of-the-art interventions. And yes, so the vast majority of doctors are in urban setting and work in the private sector. In fact, 70% of all health workers are employed in the private sector, which only serves 30% of the population. Wow. So the, the last thing I, I wanted to, to ask you is like, given the situation you described, you, talk, you mentioned how the government has spent much more money on, recently on military infrastructure versus public, uh, public infrastructure, including healthcare, also education, I can imagine. Um, Canada is quite involved in the Philippines through mining, uh, for example, through military infrastructure uh, in terms of training uh, troops. They still have these agreements. Um, what responsibility do you think there is for people in Canada to look at the situation today in the Philippines regarding public health, but also more generally um, in terms of social injustice? Well, it's really important for people to know what's happening in the Philippines, especially for Filipinos who moved here. Mm -hmm. It's important for them to know what's happening back home, the human rights violations, the atrocities that are being committed by the government 
to their fellow countrymen. And it's, I think it's important for them to do something to be able to help those communities mm -hmm. that are being targeted by militaries. Thank you so much for, for talking with us today. Thank you.